With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Palmerbet on the edge of the box. Oh, it's a straight-up screamer! Download our app today and enjoy straight-up screamers this FIFA World Cup with great odds, great promos and same-game multi at Palmerbet. Gamble responsibly. For gambler's help, call 1-800-858-858. You're listening to Thriller The Chase. And a big welcome to Frill of the Chase on this Friday afternoon. It's that time of the week again as we head into the weekend and hopefully the Greyhound racing action will steer your attention away from all your lockdown blues, particularly those obviously affected by lockdown on parts of the east coast of Australia. A lot happening in Victoria of late in terms of Greyhound racing. We've got the Greyhound of the Year Awards coming up within the next few weeks as well and that's always an exciting time in terms of recognition. Does it look like we're going to have the full-on ceremonial-type gala in terms of attendance that we normally are accustomed to. But at the same time, uh, it's good to get that recognition in some way, shape or form. Damien Watson with you on this Friday afternoon on SEN Track. I'll be joined shortly by Greyhound Racing media personality, owner and breeder, Mitch Abaya. Big night of racing, it must be said, too, at Sandown last night. And I know that Mitch had a win once again on the Lids Fly when it came to the World Cup that they're partaking in on SEN track against Miles Fitzner. So I'm sure he's in a good mood heading into the show tonight. But in terms of the action, Aston Rupee was probably the standout for me. It just continues to maintain its consistent form. This time, running from box four, it defeated Kablenz. I mean, a class field here. Aston Rupee, Kablenz, Jack Bale, even Fractured. They all have pretty good form lines. And Aston Rupee prevailed at a time of 29.215 seconds, ultimately. So it was a very good performance ahead of Kablenz, who we know is a classy dog. And Kablenz came from box number seven as we welcome in Mitch Abaya. Mitchie, as I said just before, race eight was probably, for me, the standout when it comes to the class and the calibre. And Aston Rupee came up trumps. G'day, Damo. Yeah, uh, cracking night of racing last night. And that race you were talking about, Aston Rupee, Kablenz, Jack Bale was oh. an absolute ripper. And it was always going to be Aston Rupee's race to lose, but... Uh, he got the chocolates and he's he's really turning into a really good race dog now. He's had uh, a handful, more than a handful of starts, and he's starting to learn what racing and manoeuvring through a field's all about. And yeah, he was super. Kablenz, no admirers lost, and he's going to be going a long, long way in his career. And both of those Melbourne Cup chances later on in the year. But yeah, great night of racing last night, and the lids fly. Uh, lived up to expectation. <laughs> lived up to your expectation, more pertinently. You had a win last night, I understand. <laughs> so how much was the margin for those who missed it? Uh, so uh, I got the I got the World Cup win last night against Fitz. He yeah. had no luck with his quaddy or his best bets. And uh, would you believe it that my early quaddy at Albion Park, Damo, I, I thought it was shot to bits. I thought it was home, safe as, house, safe yeah. as houses. You put, it in the, put the score on the board, field, field, First two legs, $11 pop, $28 pop. 
had uh, three dogs in the second leg and one out in the last leg with a dollar twenty pop, and it got done. The dollar twenty pop got skittled, <laughs> so if it came down to that, I would have thrown the toys out the cop. But now I got the chocolates in the World Cup, so in th- into the next round against Adam, who's undefeated. So geez, I got my work cut out there, and now I've got the chocolates in the last night's uh, tipping comp as well. One hundred and thirty points <sighs> returned. I think Watchy was on about one hundred and three, uh, and Fitz was somewhere near the seventy mark. But yeah. Uh, we we tipped the house down, the three of us, and if someone out there was backing uh, Quinellas or Exactors, you would have absolutely had to fill up because we were just tipping first and second for fun. I'll tell you what, every Thursday night, we have to back you in because pretty much every time, and this is not just you, this is all three of you, pretty much every time you provide a pretty healthy return. So, yeah, you don't need to win or, or apply for Tats Lotto. Just listen on Thursday nights and you basically guarantee something. <laughs> we've, been in a, we've been in some really good form, Damo. It's, I know we say it like, often, but we have been seeing them really well. And if you like, you look at Fitz, I think we, we all invested about 72 units last night and he was just below returning a profit. So for a man who's not like in with the Greyhounds, um, as such, like what you and I are, he, he's been fantastic. Jay Bond was fantastic. Yeah, he does, he does, but still got to be able to assess races. And we Correct. had this chat last night about trying to assess ground racing and uh, how far he's come. And yeah, look, I think the last two weeks I've gone 130 and 140, and what he's, uh, he's exceeded the 100 as well. So both well up on uh, the units. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, it's obviously a great program, as is Sale Sundays, and you can tune into that from 5 p.m. on SEN Track each Sunday with Mitch and, of course, Jason Boddington. Just getting back to last night, we speak about Aston Rupee and Kablenz and comparing the two. Could you potentially foresee or envisage a match race between the two come Melbourne Cup time? Is it a possibility, do you think? No, I, I don't think not so. A, not a traditional um, match race, but I'm talking about a finish where it's really going to come down to those two down the final straight. Oh, I could. It could well yeah. do. Uh, Kablenz, if he drew a box, it might make a difference. He's got beautiful early speed, great turn of foot. He had to do it last night from box seven. If he had the red and, say, Rupi, you know, was midfield somewhere or, or somewhere close, it could be an absolute uh, cracker. But I think... Yeah, head-to-head, if you just had those two, one out, uh, I think Rupi would have him every day of the week. He's a lot stronger. He's a bit quicker. And uh, they're both different kind of style of race dog. Koblenz is that high pace, not as strong at the end, whereas Rupi's not as quick early but super strong. So uh, both dogs that we expect to be in the Melbourne Cup final. I know it's not as easy as that. They're still going to make it there. And one mistake and they're not going to get there. But these two are uh, some of the best chasers in Victoria. And I expect them to be around the mark. Yeah, fair enough, too. And uh, it'd be great if they did come down the straight, going pound for pound. Uh, it'd be a great finish to the Melbourne Cup come November. Just in relation to some of the other races last night, Bobby the Brute, another imp- well, an impressive victory in the sense coming from box number three for Brendan Purcell. 34.124 seconds ahead of Fairy Tale Wish and Bravery. We've heard Bobby the Brute on a number of occasions. I wouldn't say it has the capacity to be effectively a cult-following type of dog in the same vein as Tommy Shelby or anything like that. But it does have, I guess, a bit of sentimental support for the punters. How did you see the victory for Bobby the Brute last night in race seven? Oh, he was he was uh, awesome last night, 34-12. Uh, he came off the speed. He was a massive run. He mowed down Fairytale Wish and Bravery. Uh, he's going probably as good as ever. He was a, a very, very good dog before his injury. He's come back. He took a little while to get back, but he's back now. One of our really good uh, friends and listeners on the show, Matty Field, he's got a... Uh, 
small ownership in Bobby the Brute and is a big, big fan of him. And yep. um, as you said, he, he doesn't, he's not the dog that is going to have your Tommy Shelby or Aston Rupee sort of uh, cult figure, cult following, but he's definitely got a following. There's a lot of people out there that just enjoy watching him race. Um, and he's a very talented dog, but unfortunately he had a little injury setback, which put him back a little bit, but it's good to see him back winning races and his, one, his run last night was phenomenal. Yeah, absolutely. And race six is one that stood out to me as well. Tyler Durden for the Jeff Britton camp, one at a time of 29.492 seconds. A great battle there with Fabriola Zab for Andrea Daly. And those two dogs as well certainly get the heart pumping. But Tyler Durden, a very good victory in the end. And you just wonder what else is next on the on the radar. He shall Roger as well, finished him fourth, well grounded. So these, these, is, these are classy dogs as well in terms of the capacity of the field, uh, Nahari Bale. So it was a decent field for race number six and Tyler Durden got the job done in the end. It was a good race and Tyler Durden, he's a very versatile dog. We know we've seen him do it over the 600s, the 500s, mm. uh, 460s. He's won over 700 as well. He's, he's a dog uh, of all ability that can, you know, jump, get in a good position and win races at any distance. And I think he's just that – we know he's not that uh, natural stayer that, you know, gets – it takes a little while for him to wind up. He works into his work. He's a high-speed sort of dog that gets out and goes. And to be able to lead them up over 500 or lead them up over 700, that's sort of the Phantom Bale sort of mode. I'm not going to put him in the same league, oh. but the same sort of racing style. They're both they're both high-speed out of the boxes and they maintain that. And we know Phantom Bale won over the 700s, well, the 5, 6 and 7 and – group races overall so um she was an absolute superstar but tyler durden's been a very very good dog for the britain camp for quite a while now yeah absolutely now one dog that you like and you've backed before is rufus scrimshaw it's one of him race number two over yes. 515 meters did you back it last night no i wish i could have <laughs> said i did because uh i looked I, I had a quick look at the odds on bet 365 the night before as they came out and someone had absolutely crunched him mate and when i was thinking about my world cup selections i thought geez i probably could go rufus scrimger but he's let me down a couple of times and that's always the concern you know when they you back them in and then they get rolled and you're like oh geez do i go again so i steered clear because i really wanted to try and find a certainty for the world cup selection and uh rufus scrimger six dollars into 220 someone absolutely cleaned up and he was a really good run 2961 we know what he's capable of on his day he's just a very funny dog on certain days when he doesn't get it all his own way. But last night he did, and he was super. Yeah, absolutely. And another race that I want to touch on was race number three last night. Uh, decent prize money as well at stake over the 715 metres. Smaller field. Luther Star really impressed me for Tim Britton. 41.981 seconds the time. Ahead of some very good dogs, Aston Alpha, Mr. Speaker, who we've seen prominently over recent weeks, Kenny the Bruce, etc. Uh, what did you make of Luther Star's performance? Oh, very good run from Luna Star. Greyhound that's been pretty hard to catch at times. This Greyhound's got a lot of ability, don't get me wrong, um, but sometimes doesn't always go on with the job when it gets in a really good position, but did today, uh, did yesterday, sorry, um, was a super win, 41.98. Good time as well. Beat Aston Alpha. That was probably the surprising run of the night. Aston Alpha, Greyhound that first go over 700. Be interesting to see how it was going to go. Yeah. Sometimes they can go really good or sometimes they can struggle with the 700. Now, I'm not saying to back it next time round because I'm tipping second time up over 700. They're a bit flat. Yeah. Um, and uh, But I just think that this dog, probably the way it's trained, Brendan Purcell, uh, the Robbie Britton sort of mould, that they just 
they train them to be really strong, tough dogs that can run distance. So uh, it's going to be one to follow. Mr. Speaker, a dog owned by Paddy Garshagan and his mates, yes. was a very good run in third. And uh, Sandra's stick is an interesting one. I think this dog's got a lot of ability. He's, um, he's strong. I thought this was his race last night. He didn't get the chocolates, but I think he's definitely one to follow as well. Another one from the Purcell Kennel. So Aston Alpha and Sandra's stick are definitely a couple to follow there. Yeah, so quality racing last night. There's no question about that. Now, interestingly enough, uh, we've had some abandonments already due to the inclement weather tonight. Uh, it looks as if yep. for the Greyhounds, uh, you have a look, Hillsville managed to complete its meeting because the rain didn't really come in Victoria until probably the early part of the afternoon. It started to pelt down, and obviously we've had an abandonment for the remainder of the meeting for Cranbourne after they completed the first four races. Uh, it's an interesting one. I suppose we're not weathermen or anything like that, but do you think there's going to be no. a chance for racing tonight given the inclement weather and the fact that there's 20 to 40 mils expected? Oh, I think there will be. Uh, Ballarat's always usually pretty, pretty wet and wild, and uh, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting watch because if it keeps teaming down as the rate it is at the moment, well, maybe not. But I just think that the Greyhound tracks that they're, they're uh, the way they're made these days, they're made to take water and have that runoff. And uh, unless they cop that much demo that it almost floods the track, then I think they'll still go ahead because it doesn't affect the Greyhounds really running in the wet as long as the track's not too heavy. Uh, I'm saying like it chews up a lot because. It can take a bit out of them. We know what happened last time around when Simon told Helen ran at Sandown when it was a bog. Uh, it took a little bit out of him recovery-wise, but uh, most, of, most of the time the tracks hold up in pretty good nick, mate. And they got through Hillsville comfortably today with a massive downpour. So, um, yeah, plus greyhounds usually run on top of the surface uh, and don't, don't dig into the, the sand as much as some would expect. All right, fair enough, too. If you want to text in, 0499736736. Marcus says, Thursday, Philip had here. Thanks, Mitch, watching him fits. So there you go. You've certainly made a fan of Marcus if he hasn't been already. No, we should have uh, we should have lined a few pockets last night. I know the week before, uh, Dave, I reckon he would have won around the uh, almost uh, double figures in the thousands. He was absolutely... Ooh. Pumping along, he was flying. I had, I had a huge. I probably remember my biggest week last week. Damo on the lids flyer returned about 145 units, um, and yeah, he he, fo- he said he followed me all night. And my my five unit bet he had a real good go at. So last night wasn't too far off, and uh, the the text machine was lighting up as always. The the listeners are what makes the show. The feedback we get from them, the interaction, and um, yeah, we, we try our best to tip as many winners as we can. And what what. The, the good part about it is that 99.9% of the listeners that tune in and interact are understanding that we can't always, you know, win every race. And you get that odd person here and there that kicks up a stink. But uh, I think over the long haul, if you've been listening to the Lids Fly, you're, you're well ahead. And uh, we've got another te- text coming through, 0499736736. Anonymous here saying, filled everything up last night at Angle Park and the Quaddy as well. So, geez, uh, quite a few people must have got on. Now, uh, just before I head to the break, our lovely producer, Tomo, at the back has referenced your celebration music. Do you have a new celebratory theme now? Oh, no, I've got, got a couple of songs that I don't mind, Damo. I... Uh... Oh. Obviously, I've got the uh, Mike Breen, uh, the NBA caller. When he, uh, you know, three pointer gets nailed, he's bang. He calls, he, yeah, he yeah, screams that right. out. That's one. Of, that's one of mine. Um, I, I, I just found a song recently that 
I didn't mind, and I played it last night. And don't know if Fitz was a fan or a couple of the other oh. listeners, but I just think it's got a bit of it's got a bit of the old uh, vibe that gets you in the mood just for you know dancing around the studio. I'm told Shaw Mendes is that correct? Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is actually. I I actually had to Shazam it the other day, Dame, because I was like, who sings this? This has actually got a good beat to it. It's not. I don't even really listen to the lyrics. I just like the the way it goes. Oh, there you go. You and Ariane Titmus share a common theme in uh, a favourite artist, uh, Sean Mendes. There, uh, there we go. More than happy to. <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. <laughs> We've got the uh, Grassroots Regional Championships beginning on Sunday. I might discuss that with you worth $100,000, as well as some of the community consultation going around as well with the prize money survey opening in the Greyhound racing industry in Victoria. That's coming up on the other side on the Lids Fly. If you want to text in 0499 736 736. Damien Watson and Mitch Abaya with you on SEN track. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Welcome back. You're listening to Thrill of the Chase right around the country on SEN track. If you want to text in 0499 736 736. Damien Watson joined by Mitch Abaya, Greyhound Racing Media Personality, owner, breeder, any superlative you like. And you can join Mitch as well on sale Sundays from 5pm Sunday on SEN track for Grey's Bistro, open for takeaway at the Sale Greyhound Club. You're listening to Mitch, Jason Bollington and GRV's Rob Popplestone on sale Sundays for Grey's Bistro takeaway, pickup or free delivery and sale order online from 5 p.m. daily. Now, Mitchie, speaking of regional greyhound racing, we got the $100,000 grassroots regional championships beginning at Ballarat this Sunday. We've got the heats uh, in particular, and seven provincial clubs will host heat to the sprint series next week. We've discussed this a little bit before, but we're getting closer. It's going to involve four clubs, and, and that's what I think is one of the great prosperous parts out of this initiative is that it gets shared around and each club will, will get to share the spotlight in the way. Yeah, the, the grassroots series, uh, a fantastic idea. Uh, one thing we all know with Greyhound Racing that it's not just, you know, the top end, it's the bottom end as well. And um, you've got, you got to look after everyone. And I, I suppose that every most trainers, when they first start out, they, you know, unless you're being handed a really good dog, you, you get a dog that you've either bought as a pup or maybe a giveaway and, and you start, you know, from the base. And, and, giving back to the base is what it's all about. Um, keeps these people uh, going in the game. Uh, it keeps them, you know, wanting to achieve great things. And I, I think that we've got to try and set the standard as to, far, as to, as to get everyone as far as they can with the dogs that they've got. So uh, this series is fantastic. hundred thousand dollars in prize money, Ballarat um, to kick it off. And, to two $10,000 finals. So it's going to be fantastic. I think I'm really looking forward to it. And I know you get those people out there that say, oh, uh, it'd be good if, you know, be good if we can look after not just the top end, but the bottom end. So um, I rate it highly. It's for dogs ranked uh, 275 plus and 250 plus, And uh, I think that it's going to be a real hit this series. Yes, and hopefully it does get the following. Obviously, no crowds allowed for a lot of regional Victoria, but hopefully it does does receive a significant amount of following out there, whether it's people following remotely or just in general pumping up the idea. I think it's great, and hopefully it grows legs in the years to come. Just in relation to prize money as well, the GRV have opened a survey in the last couple of days. I know you've probably spoken about it at length already, but... Uh, they launched it in the middle of the week for all participants to have a direct say on the distribution of a $5.3 million extra amount of boost to this year's prize money. Um, it'll be interesting. What are your thoughts, given you're a participant yourself, Mitchie, as an owner? 
Oh, I think it's fantastic. I spoke about this the other day and said that, you know, it's it's fantastic that they've handed out the extra 5.3. And the, the part that I think that's the best part about it is that the fact that they've contacted and said to participants, where do you think it should go? Which area of the industry would it be best served? And I know there's always, as we just spoke about the grassroots thing before, that you're going to get a lot of people say the bottom end and you'll get some say in the middle. Some will say that, you know, city prize money. Others will say breeding bonuses. So that's the great thing about, you know, putting it out there to all. And what it does, it, it, it stops the it stops people whinging saying, oh, well, you know, they didn't contact us as to, you know, ask where we think it would have gone, would have been best served and you, you won't get people complaining. So it's a great idea, great um, initiative from GRV. Uh, and uh, I think it's great work from uh, the uh, the GOTBA as well, Greyhound Owners, Trainers, Breeders Association. It's a group that's been put together um, for Greyhound well, participants, and um, they're very passionate people as well, and they've worked alongside GRV. And, um, yeah, I, I think both parties have, have done a great job, and GRV are, are really running a great ship at the moment. And I know we've just had this uh, American rugs through the, or the American deal through Yep. Uh, recently, and and you'll see the box ones wearing the American rugs, which is fantastic. It's a, another great way of growing their game, and that's what it's all about. Everyone on the same page, growing the game, and the the, the industry will go places, no doubt about it. Just on that, I mean, you're an owner. You speak to a lot of people in various positions and various stakeholders throughout the industry in greyhound racing in Victoria. Where do you think more support should be directed uh, in terms of propping up? Is there something in particular that you feel deserves a lot of attention, not only necessarily with money, but also raising awareness within the industry? Oh, I like uh, I like the idea of paying out unpa- unplaced prize money to Tier 3. Right. Um, but on at the same time, I- I'd like to see the, the people racing their dogs in tier three aren't just racing them every you know three or four days just because you know if you don't run in the top three you get you get paid so if that makes sense it, yeah. that it's there to ensure that you know if you don't win or you win or run top three you're at least walking away with something so uh, we get we get appearance money which is fantastic covers all your fuel and um and you you probably some of your feed bill for the week but Yep. It, just that little bit extra would be fantastic for the bottom end. And, and it's not easy to get a good dog. We all know that. Breeders, owners, um, trainers as well. It's not easy to get a good dog. And we all probably wish we could race at the hot, at the top end if we had the dogs to do it. And some people get given them. Other people, you know, don't get the chance to get those sort of dogs. So the Tier 3 probably would be fantastic for unplaced. And uh, I think also the city prize money has to go to fourth. Uh, I reckon you've got to start paying out on fourth. It's just mm. uh, an area there that would probably attract more country dogs to go and have a crack at. What if I've got a country dog field, and though? I think to myself, oh, yeah, I still think up to anything of six dog. You, you don't really get many six dog fields in mm. town, to be honest. Most of them are eight dog fields. But I think there's probably quite a few trainers out there that are hesitant to go to town because they probably see the names of Britain, Daly, uh, Dalbridge, Grenfell and mm. think, geez, we're going to be up against it. So I think that if they can take their dogs there, knowing that they run in the top four, not in the top three, that they're going to be they're going to be taking something home, that it's going to be well worth their time. And I think you'll probably find a lot more dogs will improve a lot out of this. And there's also, I guess, the potential to attract new trainers up to greater heights in a way because the more exposure you get in town against some of the top trainers, uh, maybe the confidence rises and, and also the dogs are exposed to city form as well and, perhaps there is that spread or potential for greater spread of success throughout different kennels, would you say? Oh, for sure. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I, I think um, there is 
well, there's a lot of greyhounds out there that uh, you know push to their like as good as they can go, and there's others out. <clears throat> sorry, there's others out there that you know they may not get to see the peak of their ability because you know they're just restricted to where they run. But that that's that's just the way greyhounds are trained, and some everyone's got their own methods. But it, it'd be it'd be worth you know upping that prize money to to raise that bar of city racing. It's it's already so high, but what it does. You paid a fourth in town, Damo, which uh, I think, you know, I know a few people agreed uh, and suggested the same idea, but you paid a fourth in town. Those out there that have your country dogs think, hang on, I'll go to town. If I run fourth, I get something. But if I drop back to country racing, my dog's going to be better off for it. It's going to be racing against better company in town. Uh, It's going to be, you know, it's going to be used to racing in high quality fields. So uh, I I just think there's a lot more benefits out of it. But as you said, you know, th- there's numerous ways all this can go, and uh, I think GRV have done a great job. Yeah, it's a decent point you make, a, a pertinent point you make as well in regards to improving regional dogs by exposing them to the city class. You're effectively, it's the same with people in a way, the more you're pushed to try and strive to be better, often the yardstick that you use is other people or it's the same with dogs, uh, with greyhounds. With other dogs, if you are exposed to better class, then effectively the dog is naturally going to improve as well. Uh, you don't have the big fish in a pool, small pond type of scenario. So, yeah, I tend to agree it's a salient point you make. And, of course, the survey is open until 8 p.m. on the 7th of September, which is Tuesday, and results are going to be analysed and submitted to the Greyhound Racing Victoria Board on the 14th of September when it meets, and the board will announce a decision as to where to distribute the prize money after the meeting itself. We'll take a break on Thrill of the Chase for the news, and on the other side, we'll have more from Mitchell Bayer, and we'll get his tips later on in the program as well for not only tonight, assuming it does go ahead, but also for the remainder of the weekend in Greyhound Racing. You're listening to Thrill of the Chase on SEN Track. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Welcome back. You're listening to Thrill of the Chase on SEN Track. Damian Watson joined by Greyhound Racing Media Personality Mitch Abaya. Cynthia O'Brien will join us very, very shortly to talk about last Sunday's racing at Hillsville where we saw the arrow at the maiden final run. Uh, just on Hillsville, by the way, Mitchie, someone's texted in anonymous saying, Hillsville King Mitch combines with Angle Park King. The bookies are scared. Uh, there you go. Uh, that'll, be, uh, that'll be one of our new listeners, Remy. Uh, a very, very good tipster at Angle Park and Murray Bridge. He absolutely loves it. He's very, very good. And, yeah, I, uh, I, I tipped him probably half the card today at uh, Hillsville, which uh, I think he might have filled the pockets. And he was on fire last night. He t- I think he might have tipped uh, six of the eight or six of the ten winners at uh, Angle Park. So he's been red hot and been tuning in probably the last couple of weeks to the show. So good to have him on board and uh, sending in some texts. Fantastic work, and we always welcome in new listeners. And joining us on the line now, Cynthia O'Brien, to talk about last Sunday's racing at Hillsville. It's been very eventful at Hillsville in recent times. We saw the Arrow and the maiden final run, and we've got the Hillsville Cup heats this Sunday. Cynthia, thanks very much for joining us at a busy time. Thanks for having me once again. No worries at all. How did it go last Sunday overall holistically? Oh, it was an amazing day. I mean, we saw so many good dogs go up heels for last week and such class that have come back this week for the Cup. So it's been really good. The whole festival really is coming to the pointy end now and, and you know, the class prevails and the good dogs are still there. So it's all good. Hey, Cynthia, uh, thank you for joining us once again and uh, having a chat about last week and this week coming up. And 
I was lucky enough to be there last week. Uh, it, it was a great day of racing. The weather held off for the majority of the day. And as you said, the, the class of greyhounds was fantastic. And we got to see the maiden final and the arrow last week and an unveiling of the American rugs as well. So a pretty eventful day. And we'll just we'll chat about the arrow. How, how good was the arrow? I know the build-up was quite big uh, in regards to the first straight track uh, Speedstar sort of set up. But, geez, they didn't let us down. It was just amazing, Mitch, and to think that the result come down to one thousandth of a second, that you, we could not have scripted it. Didn't matter who won, we could not have scripted that sort of result for the first one. It was just amazing. It was, it was. It was very, very tight, and uh, Ferdinand Boy unfortunately just missed out there and uh, we get to see him back this week in the heats as do we get to see Zamboralu and the majority of those arrow dogs so it's going to be fantastic racing this week as well and be sure to tune in and uh, the Highway 31 Maiden Challenge final $10,000 to the winner Aston Merritt this greyhound has got some sort of motor this dog is in uh, on Sunday in the Hillsville Cup field so it's a greyhound that's had two starts for two wins they've thrown it straight to the deep end but 16.40 on uh, Saturday afternoon or Saturday morning uh, Sunday morning uh, this dog has got some serious ability. Well, if you just go back and for one minute and have a look at the arrow field, out of the eight dogs that went up, six of those are in the cup field this week. Shivano, the interstate visitor that didn't get a run because there was no scratchings, he went up in an exhibition trial, ran 19.23, has come for the cup this week. Uh, and the other reserve in the event, Green Blazer, has also come into the cup this week. So all of the dogs, with the exception of Smarter's Jack and Webleck Blazer, have come back for the cup. It's interesting to note, Smartest Jack has gone straight through now to the Hillsville Members Trophy next Tuesday, which is, you know, both the Ryan family and Adele Powell, they're all members at the club, so it's really good that they've come back to support that race. And then you look at Aston Merritt, Ray Border, Jessica Sharp combination, they've won the maiden race, two starts, two wins, and like you say, they've gone straight into the Hillsville Cup, but... So has the dog that ran second, Dr. Slats, another dog that just was presented in the maiden race and has gone straight through now to the, the Hillsville Cup. And they are both genuine contenders because they've got such big motors. It was a, it was a great day of racing last Sunday. And we, uh, we got to see all these dogs on show. And we knew a lot of them would be featuring in, well, this Sunday and hopefully the final. Um, but to, to see some young dogs as well that raced the other day that James Vandermatt said that he had he had big opinions of, and I know the trainers did as well, but to put a dog in a Hillsville Cup heat after two starts, uh, it just shows what the strength of this Maiden 31 series final was. Uh, obviously $10,000 to the winner, but not only what it was, what it can be in years to come, especially when we get greyhounds from Richmond come down and uh, compete as well. Well, I think... I think it's a race that will grow. I think it'll become a race that's a big event on the Hillsville calendar. And for Richmond, I hope it's a big event on their calendar. And alternate years, we'll have it at Hillsville. And I'm sure once it's here, we will continue to grow the event. And that's the exciting part. It's always nice to come up with new race ideas. And, and this is one that took off. As you know, there were 74 nominations and 57 of them are first starters. And now two of those dogs that started off in this race have gone right through to a Group 2 event for their next the next step in their careers, regardless of where they finish. That's, uh, that's a big effort. And, and congratulations to both teams for having a crack at the Cup. Oh, it's fascinating. I, I said all along how much I love straight, ra straight track racing, but you get to see some of these dogs. And we look at the arrow field from the other day. The, the winner was 19.03. You take a look at some of the other races on the card on the day. Aston Geneve went 19.09, uh, so just a length slower there. 
Uh, one of the other dogs, Hilltop Jonah, who's been in scintillating form, he actually ran the same time, 1903, and we get to see him this Sunday as well. So we'll get to Sunday's fields now. The, the fields are very, very strong. We get six heats for the Cup, and as, as I just said, then the, the racing is top top quality. Those dogs that were in Sunday just gone. They're in this week, and I don't know if you could have asked for stronger fields than than what we've got. Well, there's a few old favourites that have come back again this year too. I mean, obviously we've got Zambora Lou, so you can't go past him. He's the, the reigning cup champion and the arrow, and he's going to have another go. We've got Tigalong Tonk coming back. You know, he came last year. It's great to see dogs like that return to Hillsville. Mm. Now, he, he didn't race there during the year, but he's come back for the cup, and that's great because obviously as he gets a little bit older, straight track racing is going to be right in his alley. You know, it helps helps the dogs as they get older. We've got Dream Wizard in Heat 1, just come off the coursing. So, you know, that's only Heat 1. <laughs> and we've got five other heats on. <laughs> Uh, it's a great, it's a great day of racing. It's going to be a great day of racing. Hopefully, the weather is not as wet as it is today because I know there was a fair bit of water around at Hillsville today. Let's quickly talk about Tuesday's card of racing, the members only heats, and uh, I think this is a great concept. We had a chat about it on Sunday, um, and we've obviously got three heats going on Tuesday, and one of those dogs in there was Smart as Jack. But gee, some of these dogs, uh, they could be capable enough of going in the heats of the Hillsville Cup. They are that good. Well, the other thing then, you know, course and form comes into it again. Uh, Christy Collier's dog, Kasimi, runner-up in the Waterloo Cup. She's running up in heat two for the members. You've got Anita Sonic Lodge has won five in a row. Just airborne at the moment, like absolutely airborne, that dog. And we've got Duncan, who's a club favourite. He's having a crack at the Cup on Sunday, but he's backing up on Tuesday for the members' trophy. So this is a race that's put on just for our members. It's for our life members, our foundation members and our paid up financial members as at the 30th of June. So it's an early bird special. We've got 76 members and now we've got three heats of a race for our members this week. And the final of that will be run in conjunction with the Hillsville Cup on Sunday, the 12th of September. I think it's a great idea, this concept, this members only uh, heats and then final. I know we get a lot of people talk about it and say when the big races come on, sometimes uh, the locals get squeezed out. But in this case, uh, there's a race specially made for them. And we know how important they are to racing clubs. And Hills, or they've been so supportive of all these uh, trainers and owners as well. And uh, I think it's going to be a great day of racing, not only Sunday, but Tuesday. And as, as I said, hopefully weather permits and we can have some great racing and look forward to Hills or Cup final uh, and members only final in uh, the week's time. So it's going to be great racing up at Hillsville and I'm sure you're as excited and got a lot of uh, excited staff members up there as well. Well, it's a really busy time of the year. You know, the track guys are flat out making sure the track's at the best possible surface it can be for these dogs to race on. You know, as it is all the time, it's a safe surface. As, that, as was evident today with the downpour of rain we've had today and we've had delays with storm activity and then gone back and I noticed after we had the, the break roundabout race nine today because of the storm activity, the next race come out and we're in 1682. So <laughs> our track holds the water well. The track was well prepared and we were able to continue the race meeting, albeit a very late race meeting today because of all our hold-ups, but we got through it and the track will be perfect for Sunday. Now, the truck will be perfect for Sunday and hopefully some fast times being run. And for those out there that want to follow the action, uh, we can f- jump on the Twitter and social media platforms as well, Cynthia, to check out the racing. I know that uh, these days social media is becoming quite big and Hillsville's making quite a good effort in regards to um, advertising all the events coming up and racing. 
Yes, I think Corey and Ben will be all over it again this Sunday. And then, of course, for Hillsville Cup Day, uh, we'll have you on course again and we'll be doing Facebook Live from the track to cover the big events. I cannot wait for that. Uh, good luck with this Sunday, Cynthia. I'm sure I'll be uh, tuning in very keenly to all the races that go on on Tuesday and look forward to the final on the Sunday after. And, yeah, hopefully the weather is fantastic for this weekend and we get to see some great racing. Thanks, Mitch. And as the Hillsville Festival starts to come to the end of this, this year, you know, just remember, straight racing, great racing. <laughs> it's a very good motto to have. Thank you very much, Cynthia O'Brien, ahead of the Hillsville Cup heats this Sunday. And it certainly is one of the more picturesque areas to visit, not only the track, but just the town in general, Mitchie Hillsville. It's one of the loveliest towns, I reckon, in, in the state of Victoria. So... Uh, certainly when things open up again, we do recommend you visit not only the track, but also the town itself. We'll take a break on Frill of the Chase. On the other side, we'll get Mitchie's tips ahead of the weekend and also tonight with meetings ahead in the coming hours at Bendigo and Ballarat, hopefully anyway. And we've got the Meadows and Hillsville to come this weekend. You're listening to Frill of the Chase on SEN Track. Welcome back to Frill of the Chase. Welcome back. You're listening to Frill of the Chase on this Friday afternoon. A lot of racing to come tonight, hopefully weather permitting in the Greyhound world in Victoria. And Mitchie, we've got Bendigo and Ballarat. I might start off with Bendigo. What's your best bet or a couple of best bets for the punters to look out for tonight? Yeah, I've got a couple at Bendigo tonight. I've got three, actually. Two of them are win bets. One's a place bet. Uh, we'll start later on in the card, race nines. Hopefully it's not too wet by then. Uh, we're going to take on the favourite here. Zipping Zabo is the favourite, $1.80. This dog's a flying machine. But uh, interestingly enough, it's only won one race out of its 28 races that it's won off box six. It's had seven oh. starts off box six and only won one race. Yeah, uh, and I just think that there's a dog in this race that can beat it, and that is Boom Out off the I'm red. Here. Race nine, number one, around the three dollar mark. Uh, I think this thing can lead and win. Uh, I, I just that box draw, that box record for me for Zibbing Zabo. I know how good the dog is, but it just is a little bit of a worry that it might not like it out wide, and there's a bit of speed underneath. So race nine, number one, Boom Out. We roll that into race ten, number seven. My name's Phil. This dog has got a massive motor. It's a bit green. It. Runs off the track. It's drawn beautifully out in the seven. I think it's just class above this field and hopefully is too strong for them. It's not the strongest type, but it's got tremendous early speed. It explodes during uh, mid-race, and I think it'll be far enough in front that it'll hold on. So that's race 10, number seven. My name's Phil around the $3 mark. And the last of my bets was a place bet, race 12, number two. Uh, the dog is named Horizon Prince. It's a grey and it's had 99 starts. This will be start number 100, and it's had... <laughs> Nine wins, 16 seconds, and 17 thirds. And I just think it's beautifully drawn down near the fence. It's strong type and will be up on speed. Just probably sit on the one and uh, be running it down late. So I like the two Horizon Prince to run a place at around the $2.50 mark. So those were my three at Bendigo, mate. Yeah, it's finished in the placings four out of its last five. And just going back to my name's Phil, very, very good mid-race. That team seems to be its strength point. What about Ballarat tonight, Mitchie? Who are your best there? So I've got a couple at Ballarat, and uh, one of those is, well, the first one to watch, I'm not saying to bet on it, and I don't want anyone to go out there and back it because it's $1.20, $1.28 actually. It's called In the Spotlight. This dog's got a massive motor. I think it's worth watching for the future. This dog's going to be an absolute star. Uh, Jason Thompson's got it. Sale on debut, twenty-four ninety-one. Uh, a bit green last time out at Geelong, but this pup's got a lot of ability out of, Bar- out of Barcia Bale. 
My next best of the night was a place bet. Race four, number seven, Yusuf Bale. This dog's been super strong, wants to be drawn out wide. Kalinda Beast is $1.25. If I'm having a bet on this race with Yusuf Bale, have one unit the win, 10 units the place, or nine units the place, because the, the chance of it beating Kalinda Beast are, are slim, but it will be a massive chance to run a place. And it's $6 a place currently, so I just think that's absolutely crazy. And my other best there was race eight, number one, Abelero Baller in the $3.80 mark. Taking on Typhoon Sammy, I just think small field, Abelero Baller gets the gun run. And he was awesome last week. He was super strong. We'll probably love the wet. Yeah, absolutely. And Abelero Bale, very strong late in particular uh, towards the final stages yep. of its racing. And just in terms of the weekend ahead, the Meadows and Hillsville. I know Hillsville is your forte, but there's a classy racing at the Meadows as well. Who are you liking? Yeah, so... The Meadows, there's a couple of grands I'm keen to watch, and one of them is Hank the Hustler, race three, number two. I think it's going to be pretty hard to beat there. We've got some distance races on. He's in one of them. There's three races over the 7.25. There's a grand that I want to keep an eye on in race four. It's uh, called Hudat Diva off the red. This dog was huge last time out at Ballarat. It comes to the Meadows, and be interesting to see how it goes. And then we've obviously got uh, the free-for-all, Mr. Fix-It, Aussie Secret, uh, Quara Bell, Providence Bell, Learn the Answers. So I'm going to have to find my World Cup selections on Saturday, whether that be at uh, the Meadows or Shepparton or Horsham. I've got to find a couple of greyhounds there to uh, get me a couple of wins so I can knock Adam over. But um, the Meadows is going to be fantastic. Hillsville Cup heats are on Sunday. The racing's awesome. Tigalong Tonk goes around. A couple of other speedsters up there. Actually, the fields are jam-packed, so look forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. There's certainly a lot to look forward to this weekend in Greyhound Racing in Victoria. And don't forget, you can listen to Mitch Abeo, Jason Boddington and GRV's Rob Popplestone on sale Sundays on SEN Track for Grey's Bistro Takeaway. Pick up or free delivery in sale. Order online from 5pm daily. So we look forward to that in particular. Mitchie, an absolute pleasure as always, mate. Enjoy the weekend and stay out of the rain for tonight. <laughs> yeah, cheers, mate. I look forward to speaking to you soon. And yeah, for those out there having a play tonight, back winners and uh, sit, sit inside in the warmth because it's nice and wet outside. Yeah, it's a massive temperature drop for those who are listening from interstate. That's normal Melbourne weather where it goes from one end of the spectrum to the other. Stay tuned to SCN Track. we got the Victorian edition of the Betfair Edge and also after that I'll be joined by Tim O'Connor from Hardest Racing Victoria for tonight's racing coverage from 6.30pm Australian Eastern Time. Take care. Enjoy the rest of the night. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.